Hey, it's Charlie here. Welcome to episode 89 of the Your Time to Grow podcast. If you don't know me already, I'm a certified personal and career coach who helps you minimise your doubts and maximise your potential. We all make mistakes when it comes to our own self-worth. And I've been talking about self-worth a lot with my clients this week. And I've been thinking about how self-worth and self-care are related. I believe there is more to avoiding self-care because we're too busy. I think that in many cases we feel like we don't deserve it. This often comes down to our self-worth. Imagine for a minute you want a new job, or you're in a position of leadership, that you're building a business or returning to work after having kids. You want to go for it, but deep down you're not sure if you deserve to be happy. How would that affect your next move? Wayne Dyer once said, self-worth comes from one thing, thinking that you are worthy. But let's just go back for a minute. What is self-worth? So I want to address the difference between self-worth and self-esteem to begin with. So self-esteem is what we think, feel and believe about ourselves. Self-worth is recognising that we are more than what we perceive about ourselves It's a deeper understanding that you are of value, that you are lovable, that you are necessary to this life and of incomprehensible worth. It is true that you might feel self-esteem, so for example, you might think or feel that you are good at something, but at the same time not feel convinced that you are lovable and worthy. Self-worth is influenced by what we think others think or feel about us, how we interact in relationships, both professional and personal, as well as how we feel about ourselves. This is important because although it's great to feel good about ourselves, what happens when we don't? Do we become unlovable or lose our value because we can't do something or we make a mistake? Absolutely not. And yet many people believe that to be true, at least on some level. We so often buy into the lie that myself is based on those good thoughts or feelings and that this is the problem. Rather than trying hard to feel good about ourselves, isn't it better to actually know yourself is good? That's what self-worth is, a deep knowing. My kids come to me sometimes say to me, but me, am I a good girl? And I say, of course you are, because innately, underneath it all, They are good children. We are good human beings on the whole. And so all we have to do is know that what I say to the girls is we all make good choices and bad choices, but that doesn't stop us being good girls underneath it all. I hope that makes sense. But there's a problem with building self-esteem. So when we focus on building self-esteem, We work on being better at this or that, at losing weight, becoming healthier, thinking more positively, developing healthy personality traits. And all of these things are good, but what happens when we place our entire value in them? If we fall off the wagon and have a bad day, we crumble and our self-value crumbles with it. However, even though you might feel the pain of failure, if you have a good If you have a stable sense of self-worth, you still know that you are valuable, capable and, in inverted commas, good. 
People measure their self-worth in different ways and this is where we make mistakes without realising it. First, how we look. So often we're told that we need to look a certain way and that if we don't, we're not worthy or valuable. So we diet, exercise, dress in that certain way. If and when we fall off the wagon or find we don't dress in the, in the right way, it can feel catastrophic if your self-worth depends on your appearance. If you measure your self-worth by what you earn or your material possessions, you may never feel valuable enough. You may try and feel good enough by living beyond your means, finding yourself in debt. However, whilst goods and services have a monetary value, they don't reflect your value as a human being. Have you ever heard the phrase, it's not what you know, it's who you know? There are so many ways to depend on others for our own value, from name dropping in a conversation to only feeling worthy in a relationship surrounding by yourself with important people. The issue here is that depending on other people to make you feel good is like chasing a moving target. You can't control what other people think of you and you certainly can't please everyone all of the time. You'll never be able to receive enough praise and positive reinforcement to genuinely feel good about yourself. What about what you do? That's the first question most people ask when they meet someone. What do you do, right? Careers can help people feel worthwhile. In fact, many people introduce themselves by saying what they do. I'm a coach or I'm a teacher. Their job isn't what they do, it's who they are. Their career reinforces to them that they are somebody but basing your self-worth on your job title is a big risk. An economic downturn, an unexpected shift in the job market or a major health problem can put an end to your career and lead to a major identity crisis. Even a planned retirement may destroy your self-worth if your identity is tied to your job title. You've always measured your self-worth by what you do and so you may not feel good about yourself when your career ends. And finally, what you achieve whether you boast about your latest achievement or you beat yourself up over a mistake you made which is seemingly stopping you from moving forward, basing your entire self-worth on your achievement is like building a house on an unsteady foundation. You'll need to experience constant success to feel good about yourself and that means you'll likely avoid doing the things where you could fail. Well, Charlie, this is all very nice and cheery, you might be thinking to yourself. Certainly I am as I talk about it. So how do you measure self-worth then? I would recommend measuring your self-worth by who you are, so by your values. This way you incorporate your self-esteem and have that deep knowing that no matter what happens you're a good person, which incidentally I believe is true for pretty much everyone. Measuring in this way allows you to experience a more peaceful life, one with meaning and purpose. And so we started off this podcast by talking about self-care and self-worth and how they're related. Well, self-care can actually increase your self-worth. When you avoid the things that make you feel mentally and physically well, you deplete your self-worth. Self-care is imperative in maintaining a healthy relationship with yourself and others. It produces positive feelings which build self-love, self-confidence, self-esteem. And of course, self-worth. But self-care takes courage, it takes commitment and it can seem like yet another thing we should be doing. So I would challenge you to 
give something else up in order to care about yourself or at the very least to find some time. And it doesn't have to be anything big and it isn't all, you know, having a glass of wine after work or taking a long deep bath. It could be something as straightforward as washing your hair or having a silly conversation with somebody you love. It could be setting healthy boundaries as I talked about in last week's podcast and saying no to the things that you don't want to do. Self-care is really personal and individual to you and sometimes it's frivolous and inexpensive and sometimes it takes a little bit more thought. But in doing so, you remind yourself how important that you are. And this builds your self-worth and makes it easier to build your self-care routine. Thank you so much for listening today. Remember to leave any comments or questions and I will pop back and answer them. You can also join my LinkedIn group for live videos, webinars and wisdom from the rest of the tribe. And if you're struggling with your self-worth, your self-esteem, or self-care or any other aspect of yourself, get in touch over at yourtimetogrow.com. Join me back here next Tuesday for the next episode.